Welcome to the Mamas in Midlife podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, and the topic for this week is it's never too late to change. Hey, everybody, welcome back. How was your Christmas? We had the opportunity to go home to where my husband and I grew up, which is Mesa, Arizona. The desert is an interesting place to live during the wintertime. Well, during the summertime as well, but during the wintertime, it will get down in the 30s at night and then warm up to the 70s during the day. So at night, you have to, if you go out, you do bundle up. And then during the day, it's like shorts and t-shirts weather. So we've been enjoying some warm, warmer short sleeve weather and getting to see some family. So that's been um, good for us. So the topic for this week is it's never too late to change. And I was thinking of this. This is the time of year when a lot of people are thinking about the new year, thinking about things they want to do in the upcoming year regarding goals and maybe self-improvement. And so I was thinking about this topic of change related to that. Have you ever heard someone say, it's too late for me to change, or I'm set in my ways, or maybe they say, you, I've heard the saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, this simply is not true. When working with clients, they come in and they have a certain way of thinking that's not always serving them best. Sometimes they are very distressed about life and do not have a lot of hope that things can change. And then over time, as they start doing the work and they start practicing new skills, they start to realize that their lives can change and they see that change happening in their lives. So what is responsible for this kind of change? It's a phenomenon called neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity refers to the capacity that the neural systems in our bodies have to adapt to new experiences. This means our brain can learn and grow and actually change its physical structure and how it functions in, relations to, in relation to how we use it. There is a marriage and family therapist named Emma McAdam, and she is with Nutshell, or excuse me, Therapy in a Nutshell. And she teaches about neuroplasticity and the ability that the brain has to change. She has a whole course that she's created called Change Your Brain. So she has a video where she explains some of the key parts of the brain in relation to this topic. And I wanted to share a couple of the things that she talks about related to the brain. First of all, it's the st brain structure. In the brain, we have something called the amygdala, which processes fear. This is the fight, flight, or fear response. So maybe you have passion, they might have an enlarged and more act amygdala. Then another part of the brain structure is the hippocampus, and that's where emotions are processed. When someone is dealing with depression, what they've noticed is the hippocampus is smaller and that it, that it shrinks when they do have depression. And then what they noticed through studies was when they someone started engaging in therapy, that that shrinkage is reversed and the hippocampus becomes larger. Another part of the brain is the chemistry, which refers to the neurotransmitters. Sometimes when individuals are dealing with a mental health disorder, it can be due to a chemical imbalance. Medications is one way to correct this imbalance, but it's not the only way. 
changing the way we think and behave through cognitive behavioral therapy can also help with correcting this imbalance. When we are having thoughts such as, this is too hard, I'm so stressed out, or I can't do this, there is an increase in the levels of adrenaline and cortisol that's released in our bodies. And this heightens the stress response we experience. When learning different, more helpful ways to think about certain situations, the brain releases less adrenaline and cortisol. So another thing related to the brain is the actual function of the brain. Neural pathways in the brain are formed over our lives based on what we learn and how we think. The comparison could be to a road. The, road, the roads traveled more often in the brain are the widest because they are used so frequently. So if we think thoughts of people don't like me or I'm no good, that is what we're going to believe. And that is the pathway our brains are more likely to take because our brains like efficiency. And if they're used to taking a certain road, they're going to continue to take that road. But we can change our course, though, by traveling the more narrow path pathways and think thoughts such as I am a good person or some people like me. By practicing such thoughts, the structure of the brain is actually changing because the narrow roads are being widened or entirely new pathways or roads are being created in our brain. This is great news for us, as it means that no matter what our age, we can change. I want to tell you a couple situations where I have seen neuroplasticity or this change in the brain happen with people that I have worked with. I have seen people dealing with depression that might evidence itself as anger or through other painful emotions. And then I see them starting to learn how to care for themselves through exercise, uh, prioritizing sleep, eating, drinking water, and, you know, as a starting point. They start to open up to the idea that taking care of themselves is important and maybe even crucial to start their healing because maybe in the past they worried about and took care of others and believed that their needs didn't matter. They also started looking at the thoughts they had believed. So this is back to those neural pathways, those wide roads that had been created. So they're looking at those and what they had believed and what they continued to reinforce year after year. Thoughts that fueled feelings of inadequacy, worthlessness, and unlovability, and a host of other painful emotions. By opening themselves to the idea that these thoughts may not be serving them, and then practicing new thoughts of, I am worthy, or I am lovable, or there's a, a lot of other thoughts that are more beneficial to be thinking that helps open up those new neural pathways. They, as they form these new neural pathways, they are widening the roads in their brains with these thoughts. These new pathways will much better serve them and bring about results in their life that they desire. I've also seen other situations with individuals where there has been a history of abuse, maybe in the childhood years or even when they're older. Trauma from abuse can often keep individuals from progressing because they have beliefs about themselves that they are stuck, that maybe the world's not safe, that they're not in control, or that it's not okay to show or feel their emotions. As these individuals do their work and address the trauma, they are able to open up to new ideas and thoughts, such as, I have options, 
I am safe now. I'm in control now. And I can safely show and feel my emotions. They learn new ways to interact with people in their lives that are supportive to their healing. They're learning new ways to think and behave that is improving their life. They're forming new neural pathways. Again, this is called neuroplasticity. What I've seen in my own life with neuroplasticity, one specific example, and I've shared this a little bit on the podcast before, is related to me going back to school to get my master's degree. I remember when I was working for an employer and I had talked about going back to school and this was several years ago. And I remember the person that I worked for saying, oh, but you'll just be too old then. And I remember at the time believing her that, yeah, maybe I wouldn't be able to go back to school because I would be too old. And now I just look back at that and I just laugh because that was so not true. I was able to go back to school and I totally was able to learn and do the things that I'm now doing. And it was interesting that I had believed that and that I wasn't at that time able to open myself up to the idea of change. And I'm really glad that I later was able to because I was allowing for neuroplasticity in my brain and that ability to learn and to change the way I was thinking and to be able to bring in new experiences. And then another thing related to me personally, as I have done the work to do some healing in my life, I have opened myself up to looking at the pathways that my thoughts had been taking that was not so beneficial. And over time, I did start developing new neural pathways that has helped me tremendously in the way I think about situations, in the way I feel, and ultimately my behavior. And I am a very good example to myself of the ability that our brains have to change. And being able to see that in myself gives me so much hope when I work with others that, yeah, this is totally possible, that maybe what you're experiencing right now is super, super hard, but there is work that can be done and you can change the way that your brain has been thinking and the way that it's been impacting you through neuroplasticity. When it comes to dealing with mental illness, one way to help with healing is through cognitive behavioral therapy. This is not the only way, but one where there's a lot of research to support it. Other ways to change how we think are also, could also be through self-help, through courses, books, and new experiences. This for me is super, super exciting. And it's why I do mental health therapy because individuals can change and it has, it brings so much hope. I am grateful that I could speak on this topic today and I hope that it's helpful to you if you're in a situation where maybe you're wanting to make some changes and you're questioning whether you could. I hope this gives you some motivation and some hope that change is possible. I will see all of you next week on the Mamas in Midlife podcast. Mm -hmm.